I imagine at one time you were this brilliant little child. As we enter into adulthood, what was brilliant in childhood can actually get in the way of you living the life you want to live. Hello friends, I'm Nancy Houston. I want to help you live a better life. all emotional creatures who sometimes think. And so it's so important that we make this journey from our heads into the depths of our hearts. Welcome to The In-Between with Nancy Houston. Hey, hello everybody. So glad you're here with us today. We really appreciate you listening and being with us and sharing the podcast with others. Um, just as we're building this beautiful connection and community with others. So welcome. So glad to have you with us. And, you know, we're really excited because we are soon, very soon, going to roll out Better Lives Coaching, where we're going to have coaching available, we're going to have content available. And, of course, we'll always have the podcast. We just want to um, help everybody live a better life. So we're very excited about that. And, you know, there's so many places where we can all get stuck. Do you ever feel stuck? Yes. Maybe it's some things from the past that are hanging you up that are unresolved. Maybe you've got unresolved trauma or just unresolved hurt. Some wounds from the past that you need to resolve to move into your future. Maybe you're struggling with your present life. Maybe things just aren't going well. Or maybe you don't even know how to plan for a future that you want to be in. So, you know, we're going to help you deal with your past, your present, your future, because we want all those things to be, you know, dealt with and smoothed out for you so you can live the life you want to live. I, again, listen. Hello. I'm just really proud of you. Oh, thank this you. This is a, it is, now let's break outside of, you know, sharing the vision and yeah. getting, rallying the community. It's scary. It is scary to do something like this, mm, yeah. start embarking on a new journey, yeah. right? Like that. It can be. Yes, it can. It has its moments. Yes, where it has like, its moments. What are we doing? And I just want to commend you. You're all of that back end work and working with uh, your son, Micah, working with your son, Jono, yeah. uh, Daniel at Nerd Studs with me. Yeah. It's a lot of moving parts, yeah. but What's crazy is it is for the greater good. It totally it literally, is. All of this work to try and make it happen, it's going to help that one person yeah. that's going to be able to press connect with coach, like just the button, yeah. and they get to experience life change. Well, Hector, today I was reading, um, I think it was in Luke, and Jesus said to his disciples, watch out for the hypocrites. And the Pharisees. And then there's this footnote that said, watch out for those who are looking out for themselves or for who like to look good and help others, but it's really about themselves. And I'm like, there's a lot of help out there where it's really about they've got their own agendas. Own motives. You know. And but then it also says to us, like, hey, when you've received something really good in your life, turn around and give it away. And that's the last step in Alcoholics Anonymous mm. is like, hey, guys, you've been through recovery now. Now turn around and you sponsor somebody else and you give other people the good news that there is a way out of hell or darkness or some just some unhealthy patterns you've established in your life 
there's a way out. So, I mean, that's kind of what I love to do. Like, yeah. God helped me find a way out, and I want to help others find a way out. Okay, so, um, again, I'm really proud of you. I'm excited. It's amazing. And uh, everyone, you need to hop on the ship because when the ship starts sailing, the people who want to grow, we need your commitment, yeah. and it's going to be awesome. So one one last quick promo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in on the t- feels like a church service right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, this this is going to be so fun though, and it's going to be accessible for you immediately. March the twentieth. We are planning, unless if obviously, yeah. unless if God says like, yo, those dates don't work. But <laughs> as of right now, Mark March the twentieth, ten a.m. CST through twelve p.m. CST. We are doing our first ever live stream. Ooh. This is our first ever live stream wait. with Nancy and her son, Micah, who is helping us build this entire leadership coaching company. Yeah. And we're going to, you, you're realistically, you're going to get a taste of it. You're, you're going to get a taste of what that's going to feel like yeah. and be like, and we're going to answer them in real time. It's not going to be pre-recorded. Nope. You get to type in a question in the chat or send in a voice, me- uh, a voice memo and they will answer it right in front of y'all. So Mar- I am so excited to do this. I cannot wait. March the 20th, 10 a.m. CST to 12 p.m. CST. We're going for two hours, unless if Nancy wants to do like a 24-hour thing, you know, just playing. <laughs> Computers will probably die. But that's going to be great. March 20th, 10 a.m. That's it. Now Fun. we can get to okay. We can get to some Q&A if, if you're down. I'm totally down for that. You know, Hector, one thing I was thinking Mm -hmm. about, what I always say to my leadership groups, is that I believe that the best leadership happens when you learn how to lead your own self well. And so that's why I'm such a believer in, man, we got to address the issues in our own lives because, you know, we're going to leak on to others. The things we haven't dealt with, we leak on to others or we project Mm -hmm. or we do all these weird things with them. And it's like, why don't we clean up our own house and then we can lead from a place of health instead of a place of unhealth. And then we end up, not meaning to, but we end up harming others because we're not in a good space. You, you know what you helped me understand? I'm so sorry. We're supposed to get to Q&A. Just side, gotta, we will. I got to keep sidebar. Sorry, it's me. I sidebar. No, no, no. Now I'm doing it too. Okay, good. <laughs> you got we'll two of the same people doing the same thing. <laughs> The one thing that you've helped me see with in regards to leading yourself. Yeah. The more I have learned to lead myself, the better my life has gotten. One. Woo. Two, the better everyone else's life around me has gotten yeah. in their experience and relationship with me. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying yeah. I'm their God and no. making it better for them. I'm saying they experience a better me, which yeah. makes the relationship better. And something you helped me see, something that you were really helped me practically see was regulating a nervous system, right? Doing the little, I do this all the time. I just rub my fingers together and it calms me down. Totally. And I have learned my, I've been digesting all of this content that you've been sharing probably for the last three weeks in regards to calming a nervous system down. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed I've been less triggered by people that would always trigger me. Wow, Hector. Most of the time I would get triggered by someone yeah. Uh, in authority, questioning me. Mm-hmm. It would send me on a spiral of either people pleasing or straight up like fighting back. Yep. Right? Yep. And now, because I've been able to learn how to regulate mm-hmm. and not be triggered by that no more, I get curious. You know what, Hector? I have noticed that. 
I get curious. You're you're chilled, so you're able to get curious. Listen, because before, and I would address it. I would I would tell Nancy like afterward, like, hey, I'm I know I was a little off today. Whether I was more shut down, or that's probably most of the time what I would do here. I would be more shut down, not present, and because I've been able to just tap more into me, mm. leading myself, mm. versus I need to get better for them. I need to get better. Yeah. Like it's like no 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 like no. When, when you get better for you, everyone gets blessings from it. That's nice. Isn't it They great? get benefits, right? Like, oh, they have a, uh, they get a deal with a better version yeah. of myself, but it's for me. Hector, I love what you're saying. Thank you for saying that. Because honestly, we all share an us brain. Mm. We, we tend to live our lives, you versus me. Right. But it's just not true. We all function on our own and other people's brains. Mm -hmm. And so when your anxiety is here... Anxiety is contagious. Mm -hmm. It's like you're spreading COVID as fast as you can, and you're sneezing on everybody. Yeah. And because anxiety is contagious. So the greatest gift we can give others mm -hmm. is a calm self. Mm. And so, you know, in the way we can, we can learn simple ways to calm our nervous systems. Like you said, like rubbing these fingers, fingers. together. Um, this, your palms have a ton of nerve endings. And if you'll just put your hands together, it'll calm your nervous system. Um, deep breathing. Count a four in. Hold it for four. Release it for six. Slow your heartbeat down. Slow your heart rate down. You know, feel your, put your feet on, your on the floor. Find all ten of those toes. That's hard to do. But it makes you think about your toes. It gets you back yep. inside of your own body. There's simple ways to calm our nervous system so that we aren't spreading anxiety mm -hmm. like it's some awful disease. Listen, you will change the whole temperature of the room mm -hmm. on how you're feeling that day. Totally. Especially if you, you're naturally a leader yeah. or you're literally the leader yeah. of whatever yeah. it is you're doing. Yeah. You, you're, you're going to change the whole temperature if you're either totally. full of joy yeah. and excitement and inspiration yeah. or yeah. if you're a train wreck that day. That's right. Like, and That's then right. they're going to feel that way. If they don't know how to lead themselves, then it's just a whole train wreck. Well, and you know, the thing that I love about leading yourself well, that whole idea is it's so empowering. Mm. You mean I have the power to lead myself mm -hmm. and I get to choose if I'm going to leave myself, lead myself well or poorly, Hector, that's empowering. Oh man. It gives you, it humanizes you. Yeah. I, I noticed, we're going to get to the question. Like literally I'm going to say the statement. Yeah. You'll say, amen. And okay. then I'm asking you a question. You mean from shut them. up Nancy and, and then I'm, No, not you, me. I'm going <laughs> to shut up. I'm the one that keeps talking. Uh, I have learned when I was sabotaging by the people pleasing and mm. crazy out of whack nervous mm. system, full of anxiety, yeah. I didn't know who I was. I didn't love myself. I didn't care about myself. Yeah. It was all about them. Yeah. I can't fail them. And yeah. listen, I have I have learned now, like yeah. just hearing you talk, hearing uh, other people that are in my life talk about this stuff is it's not about them. No. I love me enough yeah. to take care of me. Yeah. Okay, so I'm asking a question now. So. That's good, Hector. From, so I love so that. thanks. I'm always just gonna say thanks like every podcast. <laughs> Uh, so we have community questions. This is the best. Uh, this is where people have gone on Instagram and they just ask questions. They send them into the Instagram stories. 
I'm going to do this one's really good because this is where people, it is very gray and they don't talk about it in the church. This is from Jay. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says, what is the intersection of therapy plus faith? Do we have biblical grounds for clinical psych versus community? Mm. That's a great question. Jane, was, is that? Uh, no, it's a J. J. J-A-Y, J. Oh, J-Y. Hi, J. Glad you asked this question. Thank you. And um, I mean, I wish you were here in the room and you and I could just dialogue about this um, because I don't think it's one or the other on any of those. I think we need community. I think we need whatever recovery work we need, therapy, uh, clinical psychology. And we need, man, we need Jesus, right? We need faith. And I just, I see it in my life, like I've integrated all of those. Like the Lord Jesus is the sweetest, most important thing to me in the world. And so are the people in my life. And... So is me doing the work I need to do. So for me, it's like find your and. So many times we live in polarized thinking. It's one or the other. Um, I remember once when I was new um, working as an LPC intern. I hadn't gotten my license yet. I was working on it. And I said something and my clinical supervisor said, well, Nancy, why are those, why is it one or the other? And I'm like, oh, you're right. And so it's changed my life to find my and instead of my but. So many times we'll say, well, it's got to be this, but not that. And oftentimes it's like, wow, when you find your and, it can be this and this. And you learn how to hold these things together. Like in all of our relationships, there's not a human alive. Well, Jesus said it best. There's none good. No, not one. And so when we can hold like, man, I love this person. And he annoys me, <laughs> right? Oh, I love being married to this human. And he does some things that are difficult and challenging. Oh, I sometimes am leading myself really well. And sometimes I'm not. And when we can just find our and, it, it changes everything. So I believe in great, healthy, clinical, well-trained psychologists in psychology I believe in faith. Did you know that um, there's now new studies from neuroscience, the field of neuroscience, and what they've discovered? Lisa Miller wrote a book on this. I'd highly recommend Lisa Miller's book to everybody. She's a brilliant psychologist, and she was raised by a mother who had deep faith. And when her mama was praying over her, her mama would cry. Her mama would feel it. And so Lisa was raised with this deep faith. And then she got into an Ivy League school. She's a professor. She's a psychologist. She's working in psych wards. And she's like, wow, why is it some people recover and some don't? And so she wanted to do studies on the influence of deep spirituality and what that does for us. And so finally, she's able to get a grant to study this after her colleagues laughed her out of all the professional rooms. And so she's able to do PET scans on people's brains and prove that a deep spirituality is protective. When you believe that God is holding you, loving you, and guiding you, you are going to have protection from suicidal ideation, 
from depression, from anxiety. She is also able to prove that religion doesn't help us at all. So there's a big difference between like really like all the religious rules. You know, Jesus didn't like that. He'd say to the religious leaders, why do you put heavy burdens on people's backs and make life harder for them? Life is hard enough. But he invited us into this deep, intimate love relationship where we know God is holding you, God is leading you, and God is loving you, and you are never, ever, ever alone. That will change your life, my friends. So good. You're the best. <laughs> Just the best. Listen, as someone who has done a lot of biblical counseling, that's mm -hmm. all I knew before. Yeah. Sure. It was it helped it did help me in yeah. regards to learning the Bible yeah. and learning how God thinks about me. Yeah. Very, very, very helpful. Needed. Yeah. What it didn't give me though is, yo, I still want to kill myself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so Exactly. And I had this for years. Yeah. And I, I was fed a certain food that I needed, right? Mm -hmm. This was important. Yeah. But I needed EMDR. Yeah. I needed to like go and backtrack. What is stuck subconsciously that's making me want to kill myself? Absolutely. We need to dig that out. Absolutely. And someone at the church, most of the time you're going to hear the answer, but you got to pray it away. You need yeah. to stop watching porn. Yeah. You need to, yeah. right? And yeah. while some of that is pretty basic and yes, duh. Yeah. yeah. But I still struggle with X, Y, Z. And that is why for me as right. someone who has experienced both, yeah. you need both. Well, here's the thing. Like when somebody says, hey, Hector, you really need to stop looking at porn. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I know I need to. The problem is I can't seem to. Because there's something beneath that that's driving it. And, and the thing is, we got to go deeper. Yes. We got to go deeper. And would you say, I would, I would love your thoughts on this. Would you say that it is easier to avoid going deeper by saying phrases like that of yes. pray more, uh, stop doing this. Yes. Uh, yeah. Strong will it. Like you need to be a man. Like are those cop outs for avoiding just going deeper and doing the hard work of doing the therapy, the life coaching, the groups, all of that? You know, I think it really is. And I think all of us are invited into this deeper journey. And when we just spend our lives like with superficial answers, boy, we like those. Boy, we like those. I mean, I all through my 20s, Hector, I mean, you know, I, I was more into that. Like every time I had a bad feeling about my dad or my past, I'd just say, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Yeah. It wasn't until I was 33 and got into therapy that I actually started doing the deeper work. And my therapist was like, Nancy, you got to grieve. Mm. And I'm like, but I don't want to grieve. I want things to be good. Yeah. I want to avoid all that. I want to minimize it. I want to repress it. I want to avoid it. Heck, I'm just like everybody else, Hector. Yeah. And But I spent like 10 years doing that. And it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. Yeah, no. it, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to do your work. I mean, you know, and so are you going to avoid it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? Are you going to die? Are you going to go to your grave? Never developing mm. the human you could have become. You know what that makes me think of? What? You know how 
some people will go to the grave and all the way to their deathbed yeah. holding secrets, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Or, yeah. or holding secrets or uh, not giving their life to God, like yeah. submission, uh, a repenting of their sins, whatever. Yeah. But it's on the deathbed where they they either spill all their beans so they can just be honest about it, right? right. Or I want to give my life to God so I don't go to hell. I know. So it took that much. Like that you have long. to die yeah. for you to get to that point, yeah. right? But you don't have to wait 80 years. No. You could, it's, it is it is like the phrase of living that I like, there's something in you that does have to die, Yeah. right? And that could be today. You don't got to wait till. I know you're, you, you, it's, you're on your deathbed at 80, Yeah. but it would be, I need to die to my pride. It, I need to, I need to true. get help that has to die. It, you know, there's so much beauty in hitting bottom. <laughs> there's so much beauty. I, I just like, Hey y'all, when I look back over my life and, and I've got longer to look back on now than a lot of you do. When I look back, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Every time I was willing to go, okay, I surrender, man. I surrender the way I'm doing this, thinking about this, my determination to make this work, um, my determination to make it, do it my way, that white knuckling, that willpower. Mm-hmm. When I finally come to the end of that, that's where life begins. Life begins. There. Life begins. It's so much better when you're yeah. just like, I need to die today. I know. I need to let that thing in me. Right. Well, we talked offline about that. There's been people that we we've worked with in the past where they will be very clear that hey, don't want to hit this. Yeah. There's like immediate boundary. Yeah. And my I have learned when someone puts up a wall. Yeah. Immediately, right? It's heartbreaking for me. It is for me too. Yeah, it's sad. It's like, hey, what's that about? Yeah. You know, that's why. You know, yeah, I do a lot of leadership stuff, but I talk about sex because, I mean, we are sexual creatures. Mm -hmm. It is. And what trips up leaders the most? Sexual acting out. Because that is so like that's the one thing that has so much shame wrapped around. Yes. Because of however they were raised. Right. And they that you're so right. That like sex. Yeah. And I've noticed you could tell you could expand a little more on this and then we're going to get back to Q&A. Yeah. But. Have you worked with some leaders that will be totally vulnerable about everything else but sex? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what's that about? Let, let's talk about that because there's a wall there. And this is just part of your humanity. I think we have to kind of like quit sensationalizing sex and just normalize that we're all sexual creatures. And unless we've sorted through our sexual stories and our sexual past and our sexual present that we're just gonna, we're limiting our own ability to lead, mm-hmm. you know? And then sadly, we'll just project that stuff. Like I, I had a mama in here a couple of weeks ago and she's like, well, I'm just, I know I'm just projecting stuff onto my teenage daughter. Cause I was such a bad teenager. And I'm like, you were such a bad teenager. She goes, well, I did bad things. I'm like, well, what's going on? Well, I'm in a home where, you know, my my dad's an addict and works all the time and angry. And I'm like, hey, why don't we stop labeling you as a bad teenager? Right. That's the shame language. Let's have some empathy for how that teenage girl was trying to differentiate 
and create our own self as a teenager, which is healthy. And let's rewrite her story so you're not projecting your fears Mm -hmm. onto your teenage daughter. You know, like let's say a, a mom, she got pregnant in her teen, and so now she's just freaking out that her daughter wants to date and likes guys and she's freaking out just oh you're just gonna get pregnant I'm like whoa hold the phone we gotta back this card up and deal with what happened to you Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just gonna project onto your daughter and it's not gonna go well it's not fair to your kid Mm -hmm. you know so we've got to deal with all the parts of ourselves and you guys we got a lot of parts We're complex. And one of the things I don't like is when we reduce humans to some simplistic formula. Mm. You know, let me give you three ways to have great sex. Let me give you three ways to lead your organization. Let me give you. It's like, that's baloney. (laughs) (laughs) Baloney is the best thing I heard all day. I mean, I'm sorry. That's such an old (laughs) world word. word. It's like the cutest thing I heard all day. You don't even know what that is, do you? (laughs) I know. I didn't want to say the other word. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's just so, it's silly. Yeah. Humans are complex. So we've got to be willing to kind of get in the ditches and talk about the complex things of life. So uh, on top of, you know, this all came from Jay's question about uh, biblical grounds for like therapy and psych help and all that. She sent another message right after that. And it says, hey, Auntie Nancy, sending love from Detroit. Oh, oh, I love so, you. So hey, we got we got community in other places. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Hello, Detroit. So I love it. That's so sweet, Jay. And we, I'm happy to be your auntie Nancy. I love that. Girl, we love you. We're family. We love you, and it. I just love. I like seeing that. Like our, this community is everywhere. I love it's, it. It's so special. Uh, we got one. This is a really good one from uh, Emily. How can I get honest feedback from my friends in my life? Oh, yeah. That's good. Mm, Well, I think number one, you start bringing an honest self into your relationships. That's hard for us to do. We all like to bring our ideal self instead of our honest, messy self. So bring your honest self and then say to your friends, like, hey, I don't need you to fix me, but I would like some honest feedback on this. And then you ask them for something specific. Like, I'd like your honest feedback on this guy I'm dating. What are your thoughts? What do you see that I'm missing? Because love drugs are powerful, y'all. You know, they're powerful, and we can miss some red flags. So to ask people around you who know you and love you, say, hey, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? And so, you know, I just love that you're asking this question even. That tells me something about you, Mm -hmm. that you're hungry for some honest feedback. You know, we can be pretty superficial with each other. So I think to start like saying to friends like, hey, I want to have a more honest, authentic relationship with you. I want to do a better job of bringing my honest self to this relationship and I'd love to get your honest feedback. You don't have to fix me, but I love your honest feedback and what you're seeing that I'm not seeing. Hey, y'all, we all have our blind sides. We just do. We've all got blind spots. Yeah. And that's why they're called blind spots, because a blind spot is your blind spot and you can't see it. <laughs> and that's why we need 
honest friendships that will give us some feedback. Feedback. No, it's good. And then she followed up with a really funny question. What's funny? It's not. It's not. I'm not making fun of you. It just makes yeah. me laugh because I'm actually really curious on what you think about this. Yeah. So Emily, right after that question, asks, "What is the most important ex?" Well, actually, she sent it twice. So, uh, where is where is it? Sorry. Can I get? Can I have true healing without therapy? One. And then she said another one. What are the most important exercises I can do from home to grow and change without therapy? Mm, yeah. yeah well, genuine question. Those are genuine questions. Yeah. 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 Gosh, I think there's some great books out there nowadays. I think there's some podcasts. Um, you know, like this podcast, we're kind of trying to give away, like, you know, mental health help for free and just making making it available to the public and to the world. So, you know, there's things like this out there. Um, thankfully, we're living in a world where it's becoming more normalized to talk about mental and psychological and emotional and spiritual health. So I love that there are a lot more free resources out there because honestly, therapy isn't always available to everybody. And so I hear you. Um, at the same time, I remember when I started going to therapy, um, Gosh, on our budget, it felt like it was a lot of money. Like my husband and I were like, ooh, how are we going to afford this? But we just decided like it's non-optional. Um, I, I had too much stuff. I don't know what your stuff is and what your issues are. I had too much stuff for me to recover on my own. I had tried to do that for 12 years, and it wasn't working. <laughs> so depending on the level of help you need, you know, you might want to ask yourself also, is there something you're avoiding? Like, are you afraid of therapy? Have you had some bad experiences? You know, if you go to therapy and it's not a good fit for you, um, you know, find another therapist. If you've gone to 20 therapists and you haven't found a good fit, it might be you. Hey, Nancy. I have a, hey. I have a question from one of my buddies from Cali. You need to introduce yourself. No, I don't. What's up, everybody? I'm Derek. Hi, Derek. 619 on the check-in. <laughs> Hi, my but, friend. Um, I have a friend from California, and yeah. he's actively watching the Ask Nancy Houston oh, cool. podcast, and he has a question about therapy as well. Yeah. His name is Anthony. How can you encourage family members and loved ones to start therapy? Yeah. For context, my mom has severe childhood trauma that keeps her isolated and alone. Mm. I've shared my progress and how therapy has helped me, as well as the spiritual disciplines that have been necessary, but she doesn't receive from me and continues to stay stuck in her own comfort and pain. Yeah. I really want her to get freed and healed. How can I better help and encourage her? Mm. Anthony, I love that you have done your own hard work and that you keep doing it. Good for you. I respect that. That takes a lot of courage. So good for you, Anthony. And then I love that you love and care about your mama. And you want your mom to have a better life. I, I love that. And all you can do is invite. And listen, y'all, we can't want it more for somebody than they want it for themselves. You know, I just, I, I, I have to say that to myself a lot of times. Like, Nancy, you can't want it more than this person wants it for themselves. You can't work harder on somebody's life than they're willing to work on their own life. That's why we all have to take ownership of our own lives. Now, I do think you can make requests, Anthony. I think you can say, Mom, I see, and you kind of just give her the facts. 
I see how you isolate. I see how you are living life in an isolated way and you've built walls. I think it's because your childhood trauma. Mom, I feel sad. I want you to live a better life. And so, Mom, I'd like to ask you to get the help that you deserve. And then, my dear friend, you have done your part. And you can go, okay, good for me. I said what needed to be saying, said. And then you can leave it, surrender it, turn it over to God and say, God, she's yours. I can't make her do anything. I surrender her to you. That's good. That's a genuine question. And again, no, I was genuine. not was not laughing at you. I really mean that. Like I was not laughing yeah. at you. I've had those questions myself. I'm like, yeah. what can I do to to avoid? And I'm not yeah. saying this is you. This was in my in my experience. It was I don't want to talk about uh, I don't want to talk about cheating. Yeah, that was such like a sore spot for me. I'm like, yeah, I don't want I don't uh, I don't want to deal with all that. Yeah. And yeah. It, it made me avoid for a long time. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm down to address anything. But yeah. I had to get over that first scary jump. Oh, man. Luckily, I've, I found I have people in my life that, I, like, God bless me. I didn't yeah. have to go through four different people. Yeah. I was able to have a really good, like, have you, I have Tam, I have Jenna. Like, yeah. I've, I was blessed that yeah. I got a good yeah. bunch immediately. And that might not be some most people's case. I know. But listen, if you're going through 20 therapists, there, <laughs> yeah. there might be a problem. There might be. There might be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I remember when I first started therapy, it was so terrifying because I thought, if I let all this pain up and out, I'm never going to be able to stop crying. Mm. And I'm just going to, they're going to come take me away in a white jacket, you know, like right? Like for real, you were like, for they're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah, because I thought I had, it, it just felt like I had such a horrible river of pain inside of me that was just going to flood me. And, you know, but now I can say that's not how it was. Yeah. Like I could grieve for, you know, go to therapy and maybe grieve for half an hour. And then I could learn how to kind of pull myself out of it and go pick up the kids from school and go home, make dinner. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Live a life. Okay. So this one's, this one's, um, this one's pretty interesting. This is actually a little spinoff even from your episode with Kimberly Shannon. Oh, cool. Where she talked about parents and stuff, but yeah. Uh, this is from uh, AJ. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on having no contact with parents? Mm, yeah. Well, for emotional health. Um, okay, so I'm going to say a couple of things, okay? So for emotional health, the answer is not emotional cutoff nor emotional enmeshment. Okay? So the goal is not to cut ourselves off from others or to become enmeshed with others. Now, I also want to say something else. (laughs) If you're in a family, or you have parents who are boundary violators, my father was a boundary violator. So for, I don't, I can't remember how long it was, but I'm sure it was like three to five years, I had to have a no contact policy with him. um, Because he believed that I was born to take care of him. And that was my job. And how dare I do anything different? Like, it was not okay for me to have a self. So you can imagine when I got into therapy, my therapist first thing was like, Nancy, like, he expects you to take care of him emotionally. You're not going to be able to recover as long as you are taking care of him emotionally. 
and he sounds pretty narcissistic. So it's all about him. And you are working on getting a voice, getting a self, having boundaries. You're not going to be able to do that work as long as he is over on the other side, yanking your chain and pulling you back into enmeshment with him. So I had to write him a letter and say, hey, dad, I'm trying to heal from my childhood. And for a while, I'm, I'm going to need some space. And so I wrote him a letter. And then, of course, he called me. And I said, Dad, why are you calling me? Did you not get my letter? And he said, what letter? Well, the letter never came back to me. So I know he got the letter. But he was just used to using me and manipulating me to get his way. And so I had to say, Dad, you know what letter. And I am telling you, I need space from you to heal from my childhood. And, of course, he came back with, well, there wasn't anything wrong with your childhood. And I'm like, Dad, right now I can't even have this conversation with you. And so I'm just telling you, when I'm ready to talk to you, I will reach out to you. So I hear you. I wasn't trying to just cut him off for good and for the rest of my life, but I needed some space to heal. And so I think that's a great therapeutic conversation for you to have with your therapist, you know, and to process. Has there been a lot of enmeshment when there's been a lot of family enmeshment, a lot of family dysfunction? Then sometimes to find health, you've got to take that pendulum and let it swing way over here where it's like, I cannot talk to you. I cannot communicate with you. And I've got to have some space. Now, eventually, I had to do that. And eventually, I was able to land here where I could say to my dad, I'm going to come see you, but I'm going to drive my own car. And when I'm ready to leave, I'm going to leave. And so one time I remember my dad, I'd gone to visit him and he started getting ugly and I'm like, bye-bye, I'm out because I had my own boundaries. And I'm like, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to sit here and take this kind of behavior from you because now I'm an adult and I have the power to leave. So, you know, and then he started realizing like, I can't talk to her that way. And I'd say, dad, you can't talk to me that way. He's like, why'd you leave? And I'm like, because you talk to me. Like, I'm a child. I'm not a child. I'm an adult woman. And you cannot talk to me that way anymore. And when you do, I'll leave. So learning how to have really good boundaries. But that was a process. When you come from an environment that says you can't have any boundaries, you know, then, man, that's a lot of work. I do a lot of work. So could you expand on the idea, or not the idea, like the passage where it says, you know, honor your mother and father? Yes. I, I see so many people get tripped up on that. Yeah. Because it's like, how? How? Uh, and oh. and if they abused me emotionally, yeah. relationally, sexually, yeah. Do I still honor them? Ooh. Like, where is the boundary there? We would, I would personally, I would love your thoughts on that. You know what? Thank you, thank you, thank you for asking. What a great follow through question. Because that's where I'd get tripped up. Mm. I'm like, but God, your Bible says, you know. So I want to thank Henry Cloud for this. I'll never forget Henry Cloud and John Townsend used to have a call-in show. And people could ask them questions. And somebody asked them, like, what do I do with my boundary-hating parents? And I'm trying to honor them. 
And Henry answered this question on that day and said, you honor your parents by becoming the healthiest adult you can become. That is how you honor your mother and father. And man, that answer liberated me. Oh my gosh, that answer set me free. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. I will honor my dad by me doing the hard work and me becoming the healthiest me I can become. So my friends, you are free to go and do that. You know, it's so cool that you said that because I I had a lot of struggles with my dad before and it broke his heart. And he's like, I want to connect with you, but you seem distant. And I didn't have the answer back then. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't like you right now. And it took, it took years, years of therapy, years of processing out loud, years of, uh, of uh, just talking with friends and myself about it and processing all that had had happened in our past relationship. And the more healthier I became, the better our relationship became. And because he wanted to genuinely change he, w- I was rubbing off on him a little bit. Yes. He was starting to use the phrases I used. Yeah. He was starting to talk the way uh, I would talk. And it just, it just led to us having the best father-son relationship isn't ever. Isn't that great? You know, Hector, my dad and I ended up having an incredible relationship for the last three years of his life. It was so sweet. So I think you're right. Here's the thing, y'all. If you do the work, if you do the hard growth work that we all have to do, you will start growing like this, and oftentimes the people around you will start joining you, and you'll be able to influence the people around you. Now, some won't, but usually those people will like, ew, I don't even like you anymore. I'm going to get away from you, and so you'll lose those relationships, but you'll be able to inspire others to do this work because they'll see how, how much better your life is. So Hector, well said, and you know, you guys, we all have to think about boundaries, and boundaries are kind of like a the rind of a grapefruit. You know what I mean? Like you've got this soft insides, but on the outside, you've got this protective barrier. And that's what boundaries are like. And so you're meant to have boundaries that go both ways. You're meant to have psychological boundaries where things coming towards you, the things people say, the things they do, you're able to have this psychological boundary and you get to think on it, you get to pause, and then you get to decide, what am I going to let in? And not until you decide what you want to let in, do you feel about what you've let in? Okay, because before that, you're like, no, it doesn't feel right or true for me. I'm not going to let that in. And then boundaries also work from the inside out, where our, the rind is supposed to be able to protect other people from us from us spilling over into others. So that's why establishing boundaries are so important. Okay, so we are wrapping up. Yeah. Because, listen, we could talk all day. I know we could. Like, for real. So uh, just to wrap up, I'm going to do one more question, and it's just really just a fun one. Maybe okay. it's just a personal one for awesome. me. Awesome. What is your favorite meal? Oh, my I don't think I've ever asked you that. Man, oh, that's a hard one. Like, so I pretty much eat all paleo. I, you know, I'm like gluten-free, dairy-free. So I love like meat and veggies are probably my favorite meal. I'm so boring, aren't I? That's, listen, you're living you know, your best life. Though. I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think like part of my learning how to love my body 
was also includes diet, exercise, you know, eating really good, healthy food and just taking good care of myself. And then I feel great. You are on point about that. Cause when I look back at my life, the most depressed I ever was, I was eating McDonald's mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Not exercising. Yeah. Overweight. Yeah. It all, it's all connected. It's so connected. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we just want to love our brains, right. Then it's important. We drink a lot of water. We stay hydrated. We get the right healthy oils into our body because your body's your brain's made up of fat oils and hormones and yeah you take care of your hormones you figure out what's going on there and that you feed your body with healthy nutritious nutritious food get some sunlight and man you'll f we can solve a lot of help with a lot of ADD depression suicidal ideation anxiety if we'll just love and nurture these bodies so no I love it so Again, this is a community. Yeah. I'm going to keep giving this call to action. Okay. What we're doing, this is a community. Yeah. And how community grows is I'm going to give you a really, I'm actually going to give you all a very simple action step. Just send this pod to one person. Oh. Just send it to one person. That'd be sweet. One person that you think it would benefit, not spamming people yeah, and no. trying to <laughs> shove it down people's throats. No. If someone comes to mind in today's conversation, we talked a lot about leadership. We talked about friendship. And a big chunk was about uh, parents. Yeah. If you feel like someone comes to mind from this conversation, just send them send them the link to the episode because yeah. we th we want that we wanted to be very clear. This is a community yeah. that God is allowing us to steward, and we want to grow it. You know, I want us to be a blessing to all the people on the earth. And so, thanks. That would be really sweet if you join us. You share this. Uh, we love you. We care about you. We want to help you live a better life. So thank you, Derek, and the question you brought to us today. Thank you, Anthony. And thank you, my dear friend, producer, podcast Listen, buddy. you just you just have, you know, Latino love in here today. I, I got, it's all I the love, Latin love. I love having some color around me. It makes my life... <laughs> Makes my life happier. Amen. Right? Yeah, you guys bring some pop to me. Thank you. Okay, my friends, bless you and have a great week. And go out, love yourself and other people.